It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You're right, you're right, all right. And we say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You're right. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Barry Motter of Rams Podcast. What this is Lockdown Rams. Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. We are back. Apologize for not getting a show up to you yesterday, but I was... Laid up in my bed all day, shivering cold, but sweating at the same time. I just came down with a flu. Still struggling, if you can hear it in my voice. I'm sitting here in my podcast studio with a blanket wrapped around me as we do this right now. But I had to get to you guys. I had to talk with you. Today we got a great show. I had a conversation on the books with Ryan Dyrude of the Believe Podcast Network. And I figured, let's just do this conversation. And what I'll do is I'm going to play some clips from that conversation earlier today, we talk about the new coordinator roles defensively and offensively. So here's some of my thoughts on that as well as his. We're also going to talk about some of the key free agents and what's next as well as the position that is still open right now for the Rams as the special teams coordinator. So we're going to talk about all that today. We'll break it up. I'll be playing some clips. I'll introduce some clips. And uh, yeah, it'll be a great show. And then tomorrow we'll be back here. We'll be talking more about all this great stuff. We'll be diving deeper into the offensive and defensive coordinators for the Rams as there's some really exciting stuff. But with that, let's just get right into it. With two new coordinators on the books, the Rams are moving forward and getting ready for the 2020 season. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. Kevin O'Connell and Brandon Staley have been added to the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff. O'Connell 34 and Brandon Staley 37. The youth movement is real and it's underway here in Los Angeles. I spoke with Ryan Dyrude of the Believe Podcast. And here's what we both had to say about the hirings of O'Donnell. You know, it, it is interesting because one of the things I see from him is, is just like McVay, and I think people, when you, you saw the instant reaction, is there were a lot of big names floating around for not only offense coordinator, but defensive coordinator, and really none of them were the direction that the Rams went, and you get these instant reaction of Kevin O'Connell. Who is Kevin O'Connell? And the thing is, I remember when Sean McVay got hired, and I was like, who the heck is Sean McVay? You know, and, and I was thinking the same thing about yep. him. So uh, that's the one thing I think about in this process is thinking – uh, obviously, Les Snead, that organization, has a really good ability to find talent. Just even going back in these last couple drafts as they found really good talent deep in the draft, but as well as with coaches. And then, you know, finding a guy that, you know, sparks the interest of Sean McVay and his football mind gets me really interested. So I think that's my first thing about Kevin O'Connell is I don't really know much about him, but I will say I do like that Sean McVay liked him so much and that they moved fast and they didn't go with some of these other names that were out there that were kind of the cliche names or the more obvious choice. But the one thing that I really like is uh, from kind of doing my research is that he likes to establish the run. And if you look at the last handful of games he was in Washington uh, when he took over the play calling again, 
after I believe it was Jay Gruden was let go and they made a bunch of changes near the end of the year. They started to pound the rock a little bit more. And then he also really, you know, with that run first mindset, really likes to work a lot of the play action and moving fast, even some, uh, you know, leaning a little bit more towards passing on first down. So I think that's a good mix for what the Rams need is getting back a little bit more to the run game, which I think Todd Gurley should be ecstatic about this hire. And then the other Mm -hmm. thing is just seeing how he moved up with the Washington Redskins. He was hired as a QB coach and then became passing game coordinator and then was promoted to offensive coordinator. So just year after year, the organization in Washington kept going, well, you're really good. We got to keep moving you up. We got to give you more responsibility. So I think that's another thing that you see with Kevin O'Connell is that uh, he doesn't have tons of experience, especially as offense coordinator, but uh, how fast he's moved up and, and what the likes have really uh, you know, what the people have seen in him to really kind of move him along as well as he's, he's a former third round pick from the Patriots. He's, he gets the position. Yep. He was a quarterback. Uh, so I like that as well. And I hope that that can kind of bring in, uh, some good work with Jared Goff and bring him back to that Jared Goff of 2018. Absolutely. And yeah, you hit the nail on the head with all that. And, you know, I think outside of his obviously being a NFL player and playing at San Diego state in college, he has the, a very similar coaching pedigree to what McVay had before McVay was hired you mentioned just getting moved up year after year obviously has a good offensive mind and then you know something that kind of attracted me to him and actually really what I liked about the hire is you had a lot of talk among people I know I even I had mentioned it before that you know Jay Gruden now is isn't employed anymore why not bring him in McVay coached under Gruden and then he could be his offensive coordinator be another mind to lean on but I think this maybe allows that same offensive kind of mind since, you know, Kevin O'Connell being under Drake Rudin, being molded in that, same as Sean McVay. But McVay still has that more, not saying he, he was worried about, you know, power within the coaching room, but he doesn't have that, that voice that kind of is looking over him. It's another new guy that he can still kind of be over and be able to maintain and have the final say. So, but yeah, overall, I think what you said and, and going back to the running game and just the overall implementation of that and then just having that that kind of inexperienced, but able to learn and work together. I think it's going to be great for for the Rams going forward overall. Again, that was Ryan Dyrud of the Believe Podcast Network. You can go check out the full conversation that me and M had over at the Believe Podcast Network, as well as you can find it uh, on Ryan's Twitter, which is at Ryan Dyrud, L-A-F-B. So again, that's at Ryan, D-Y-R-U-D, L-A-F-B. Ryan's a great guy, covers all things here in Los Angeles, including the Chargers, USC football. Uh, So I had a great conversation with him. And actually, we're going to pick it up on the second segment. We're going to talk about the defensive coordinator. We're going to talk about special teams and free agents coming up. So stick with us. You don't want to miss what we have to say about Brandon Staley on the other side. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get into the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their X1 connected fitness bike that offers a high-quality at-home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes a beautifully engineered product for everyone, busy moms, dads, first responders, and elite athletes. Whatever activity level, they got you covered. And with daily, live, and on-demand studio classes right from your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. Listen, they believe so much in their product that they know you're going to love Echelon. And if you don't, and you're not 100% satisfied, they're going to give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. All you got to do is go to echelonfit.com slash 
L-O-N-F-L. That is Locked On NFL. To learn about their limited time, free Apple iPad, and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's Echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com backslash L-O-N-F-L. Echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So not many of us knew much about Brandon Staley or Kevin O'Connell leading into this process. We had conversations here on the podcast about potential hires for both those positions. We named some big namers. We named some medium namers, but no one named these guys. And if you did, you need to be on my podcast five days a week with me because Kevin O'Connell and Brandon Staley kind of came out of nowhere. You heard our thoughts in the first segment about Kevin O'Connell and what he can bring to the offense. Now let's switch gears, go over to the defense, talk about Brandon Staley. Ryan asked me my initial thoughts. Here's what I had to say, followed by his response to the hiring of Brandon Staley. I mean, both these hires had me going directly to Google, right? And trying to figure out who the heck is Brandon Staley. And I totally get Rams Nation for having a little bit of reserve about it. But again, it goes back to my, how I hold McVay. I have him so high on the pedestal right now. And I know, you know, maybe that's a little bit of having the Homer glasses on and really thinking a lot of McVay. But the way he talks about football and the way he understands football and just the people inside of football, the way they talk about Sean McVay. When Sean McVay likes a guy... I feel like I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the interesting thing is I actually like this hire a little bit more than the offensive coordinator with Kevin O'Connell. I mean, I, I, I got a little bit more excited just because of, again, his background. Yes, he's never uh, been a coordinator before, but I think as we went and we talked earlier in this, this show was that's kind of what McVay wanted. He wanted to have a little bit more input on the defense. So bringing in a guy that's never done it, he's going to have that obvious understanding that the head coach is going to have some say on what they're doing on the defense. And yes, at a certain point when he starts to get comfortable with them, McVay might back off a little bit and give, you know, the full set of keys to, to Brandon Staley. But for right now, I think that is kind of the perfect match for McVay. And also he's trying to find those young uh, up and coming guys that are getting grabbed before, you know, he becomes a defense coordinator with the Broncos and then he gets a head coaching job. He's trying to grab the guy, before someone else does. And I really like that about them. And then how much he worked with Vic, Vic Fangio. And if you remember, I mean, Fangio was, you know, longtime coordinator was out there with the bears a couple of years ago when they had probably one of the the best defenses in the NFL. Yes, they had tons of talent, but they were coached up really well as also. Uh, and then the, the fact that Fangio made it a point, one of the first guys he brought over to Denver was Brandon Staley. Uh, and that kind of gives me some high regard to the thought process. If one of the, the best young defensive minds that we can think of in the game right now, as far as Vic Fangio, and now he's bringing along Brandon Staley and making him a priority, it starts to give you a feel that 
you know, that also, uh, you know, where he is going in his direction, his career. He's also a three, four guy, which makes a lot of sense for our roster. Um, yes, he's a first time coordinator, but again, you know, going into the fact of what McVay was looking for there, I think it's a good fit. I mean, we won't know until we start to see how, you know, the likes of Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and some of these guys respond to the coach. But, uh, if you're talking about youth movement, 34 and 37, respectively for these two coaches, it starts to make sense and align with what McVay might've really wanted long-term as far as his plan here in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, the, the combined ages now of McVay, Staley and O'Connell are barely more than Wade Phillips, right? <laughs> which is crazy. But, but yeah, you know, the, the more I dove into this hire too, you know, I follow the Broncos as well. So I, I, I knew a little bit more than most about Staley. And, you know, when Fangio was hired, he brought over Ed Donatello from Chicago as his DC and Staley was the, the next guy he brought over to coach, you know, a Von Miller, who obviously we saw Khalil Mack have his by far best year under Staley. And so if you're a Rams fan, you should be at least on the very surface level. The pass rush is, I think, going to get that much better under Staley, at least from the outside linebacker perspective, depending on, obviously on free agency, who they bring back, if Fowler's there and whatnot, which we can get into more later. But, but overall, yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. You have to look at it from a, a coaching tree standpoint. And, you know, that was kind of the, the look that we all did when McVeigh was hired, kind of looking at where his roots were, where he came from. And, okay, if he came from this, maybe there's good forward. And obviously that's proven itself. And so Staley coming from that Fangio tree and, and how highly talked about he was, not just by Fangio, but about the players that have played for him um, and some really, really good ones, obviously, in, in Mac Miller, Bradley Chubb, among others. So, uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. This is another good hire. It's one of those sleeper hires that can turn out to be really, really good. And if it doesn't work out, it's kind of like, well, we'll just scrap it and, and start fresh again. But it's not like they went and got this big name that could blow up in their face. Yeah, they're not going out and spending you know, tons of money on like a Marvin Lewis or one of these older defensive yeah. coordinators that have a lot of you know esteem with them. And then also it kind of messes with what McVay's trying to be, and the ultimate leader. So you're right. I think this is a good risk-reward. If it, if it blossoms and ends up being awesome, they – you know, end up looking like geniuses in this. And if it doesn't, they just say, okay, let's go get another one. And maybe then this time we go with a little bit more experience. So I don't, I think it's, you know, it ends up working in the Rams favor and if it's good or bad. Absolutely. One, so one potential consequence is obviously kind of the favorite going into this was, um, Joe Barry, who's been with the Rams now for a little while. Um, and so he was kind of the favorite to take over to the defensive coordinator position. Obviously now it doesn't. Do you think him staying with the organization is in jeopardy now because of this? Yeah, I mean, man, that's that's a great question. And really it it comes down to what type of, you know, role Joe is looking for. I know he's been in talks for the USC defense coordinator position. If that goes further, then I would highly expect him to go take that if that's an opportunity. If that opportunity falls through, uh, is he cool with just coming back and being the exact same position? Then, you know, that's really just trying to figure out what type of dude he is. But I would expect and and with the the you know the type of players that the Rams have on defense, why would you not want to work with this group? Uh, and then I guess it really comes in for, you know, Staley when he comes in, how much are they giving to build his staff? Are they going to say, Hey, you got to keep these guys. Sean McVay is going to put in a good word and say, you know, I'm protecting my guys. Or he's going to say, Hey, you can build this defense however you want. I, I don't think it would be that, but um, I, I really don't see, I think Joe Barry's going to move on, but 
Uh, the other question just like that is Aubrey Pleasant, you know, another guy that was in talks for this, but didn't really get a, a really good look as far as D coordinator. Is he going to look to move on and, and find a, a better position in the NFL? We'll find out as this thing unfolds, but those two guys would be awesome if they come back. Um, I think maybe Aubrey Pleasant will has a better chance of coming back, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Let's look at real quickly the special teams who still needs to be filled now with Bones gone, as we mentioned. Do you have, uh, you know, kind of put you on the spot, do you have a little short list of guys or have you heard anything that they might be looking at or, or not so much? You know, I think it goes back to just my last point is like if you think you have a list, you're probably way off, right? Because you, you, we yeah. think we had a list for the OC and we thought we had a list for the DC and none of those guys were on that got hired were on either of those lists. So, but there are a couple interesting, you know, people out there. There's Bob Gregory. He's the UW special teams coach. They just have a whole new regime coming in, in that program. He might be worth looking into. He's got some experience in uh, coaching some linebackers as well with that program. He's worked with Taylor Rapp, Greg Gaines. Uh, They've had a pretty good uh, special teams unit up there in Washington, uh, so he would be an interesting one. Maybe, you know, also kind of give you an advantage as far as maybe some Pac-12 um, scouting when it comes to draft purposes. So that might be an interesting one. Um, another one is Cameron Accord. He's the assistant special teams coordinator of the Patriots. Remember, Joe Judge yep. was just hired by uh, New York uh, as their head coach. So, you know, who knows if he just slides up into the special teams coordinator of the Patriots. But He's got to have some skills as kind of being close to that. And the Patriots, you know, I've had a really good special teams unit over the past couple of years, and they're really big in the analytics. And I think that's something that the Rams with the youth movement is really trying to kind of get into. So that would kind of make sense. And then if you're talking about in-house, there's Matt Daniels. He was the assistant special teams coach of the Rams, worked alongside Bones. Uh, he's really f- familiar with McVay and the coaching staff and what they're trying to do. So I'd keep an eye on him too. And as we talked about being this late in the process, you know, it might be some slim pickings, but again, at the position coach, uh, you might be able to steal someone from another team this late and kind of give them a little bit more responsible uh, responsibility. But uh, that, again, I think very much what I started with is if you think you have a list and you think you have an idea, you're probably 100% off. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But those three guys at least are getting my attention right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Those those are all actually three names that I had. Um, when I was doing some research before the show and, and ones that could be a definite possibility. I think you also can look at obviously any of the, the staffs that were, or any, I guess of the head coaches that were fired, but their staffs of, you know, the five or six teams, those are guys all looking for jobs. And then you look at assistance for, you know, all the, the powerhouse special teams out there. So you have, you know, Dave tube and, and the Kansas city chiefs, you look at his assistants and maybe those guys are up for a promotion and could be an upgrade. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree. There's really almost not a lot of point building these lists and breaking them all down because McVeigh will probably hire someone from like UC Davis or Fresno that we've right, never heard of. Right. Uh, that's some young gun that's, you know, going to be something different and will give us uh, some work to do for a week while we do research. So that was Ryan Dyrude and myself talking about the defensive coordinator position, talking about that vacancy still for the special teams and where the Rams are going to maybe lean there. Do they keep it in-house? Do they go outside into another organization? Do they dip into the NCAA? At this point, you almost you're curious to see what Sean McVay will do because everything you think he's going to do, uh, he's got a totally different plan for. So coming up next, we're going to talk about speaking of a plan and what we're going to do. There's a bunch of free agents, and me and Ryan are going to start to uh, look at them and see who is a must keep, who is a maybe, and who is definitely gone. So stay tuned. We got more coming up on the free agent market as it pertains to the Rams. Season's over for the Rams, but it doesn't have to be over for you in the bedroom. 
Let's go, boys. We're talking sex here. Because remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Not just talking to you guys that can't perform. I'm talking to everybody. This is open to everybody. Blue Chew is awesome in so many ways. One, it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door. Discreet package. No one knows. Made in the USA, prepared and ships direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com and you get your first shipment for free. Use special promo code LOCKDOWN just to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Bluechew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now that you guys are fully loaded in the bedroom, it's time to get fully loaded in the garage. And that means you got to head down to Metro Infinity just off the 210 in Monrovia, 821 East Central Monrovia. You got to check out their facility. It's dope. Multi-million dollar facility. Their only dealer in California that's family owned and has been open for 25 years. Make sure to mention Lockdown when you go there, by the way, because they're going to give you an extra $500 off. But they have all the brand new Infinities that are super sweet. They also have 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. Go check them out. Like we talked about during the season in some of those tough losses, go blow some steam, hit the pedal the metal, and help me out, man. We had Lockdown Chargers boys go down there and buy a car. So Lockdown Rams, if you're listening and you need a car, at least go give a test drive. Check them out. Say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. Mention Lockdown. You get that $500 off as well. You can reach them at 626-599-7501 or MetroInfinity.com. Just off the 210 in Monrovia, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. All right, all right, all right. And we say hell yeah, hell yeah. So we are back, third and final segment of the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. Hopefully my voice is starting to warm up a little bit, Uh, still got the blanket over, still struggling through, hopefully this is like a... 24, 48-hour thing, and I will be back to gold and talking Rams football every single day. So appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget to go give us a follow, LA underscore Rambling Bear, Lockdown Rams, all accounts. But we're going to finish up this conversation I had with Ryan Dyrud of the Believe Podcast Network. Had a great chat with him, and we finished off with free agents and something we're going to talk a lot about here in the offseason as we start to learn more about the direction of the Rams, start to learn more about these coordinators and how they want to fit pieces in and really what we can do financially uh, with where we are at with the Rams and some of these long-term contracts. Hopefully Jared Goff maybe steps up to the plate here and restructures the contract. It would help a lot in the long-term future of this team and something I think he should do, uh, especially coming off of that struggle town season that he had last year. But Ryan asked me the question, talk to me about the free agents and here's where it started. And then he kind of chimed in with a few of his thoughts. So here's that clip from our conversation earlier today. Really just off the bat, are there any of these big ones you think they bring back or you think they're all gone? You think they're all back? What, what are you kind of feeling? about? Oh these? man, it's tough because Dante Fowler just, I mean, we put him on a one year deal, the AKA the prove it deal. And he proved it. He went out there and balled out with a year under, uh, you know, a full year under, you know, the Rams program. And he, he deserves it out of everyone. I think you probably lean towards wanting to pay him, but I think the money just might be too much. And you go down the, the list and you see Corey Littleton, I just think he's a little bit more important at that interior linebacker spot. 
Um, you know, and especially, you know, talking about some of the little things about this as well is there's a lot of talks. Weddle said after the year that he's probably done and he sees the writing on the wall and he hasn't officially, you know, stepped down. Mm-hmm. He's the Rams have an opportunity to not pick up, you know, his contract and save some money. And, uh, but <clears throat> you know, who's going to be the, the coach of the defense next year it was Littleton before Weddle came on. And then Weddle took on that green sticker on the helmet and was bringing in the plays, uh, so you're looking at not only trying to replace and, and build, but you know, who's going to be the coach of the defense. And I think that's really important when you look at Corey Littleton and, and his aspect of it. And then, you know, Michael Brockers, as much as you love him as a leader. And again, you know, I did some season ending awards with Serena Morales and one was locker room player of the year. And she named Michael Brockers as one of those guys She said, he's so important to that locker room. And it was like, hurt my heart. Cause I'm like, I've already written him off. Like I, Unless he comes yeah. back on a very friendly deal, uh, I just don't see her. He's 29 years old, so he's still got some, you know, some age left in him as far as you know being productive. I mean, look at Whitworth; he's 38 years old, and we're still trying to figure out how we can bring him back for a year. So, I'd love to see Andrew Whitworth come back for maybe a one-year deal. You know, kind of that hometown discount that we always love to talk about as people who aren't accepting money in this deal. Like, it's so easy for me to be like, take a hometown deal, you make millions. But yeah. it's like, dude, this is why I grind every day. I earn this money, so it's hard to say that. But uh, I think out of that group, I think it's Corey Littleton and uh, Andrew Whitworth. I think you let Brockers walk. And, uh, man, I'd say tag Fowler, but it's it's $14.5 million to tag a linebacker. It's basically almost what you did last year. So, you know, we, we saw this with Tremaine Johnson. We tagged him two years in a row. And then we let him go, and he was one of the biggest busts in, in you know free agent off off season a couple of years ago when he landed with the Jets with a big contract. So I, I don't think that's Fowler as far as moving forward and being a bust. But I just don't know if you want to give fourteen million for one year if you try to figure something out long term. So uh, Littleton and, and Whitworth, I think, are my one two. I think Fowler is right there as a, as a close three. Uh, and then I think you let Brockers walk, and, and then Zerline, man. I mean, I think for the amount of money that you know kickers cost, you know, there's a potential to bring them back. And then also, as we're talking about the franchise tag, it's four million dollars to franchise a kicker. I think three point nine or something like that. So yeah. maybe a franchise a kicker to see. You know, he had a down year. Bones isn't going to be there anymore. Maybe franchise him to see. Are you fading or was that just kind of a blip year? He's thirty two years old, but again, for a kicker, what does that really mean? Uh, we see kickers as one of those positions that lasts forever in the NFL. So uh, maybe that's a position you look to franchise as well. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll work backwards, then go from forwards, you know, talking about zero line. I think we've seen throughout the league now, everyone, you know, likes to hate on kickers and, you know, just, just change them out. But we've seen how important the position is over and over again with, you know, especially specifically talking about like a team like the Chargers, who I cover also, and how many struggles they've had with their kickers. So finally kind of finding one in Badgley, but even when he was hurt half the year. And so when you have someone as reliable as Zerline, even in a down year, was still one of the better half kickers. Right. And if if it comes to that franchise, which, you know, this year I think he was making around $2.2 million, give or take. So I don't know after that year if he would – even ask for more than that so if they can get him in that great but you you talked about you mentioned in the beginning like Weddle might be moving on that's that's five million they're going to save so then if they can allocate half of that to Zerline I don't see any reason why they'd have to move on from him unless they fall in love with someone in the draft they can get in the fifth or sixth round um but yeah then, then kind of working down the line you know Whitworth I agree with you I'd love to see him him back on a one-year deal um if they can afford it I don't know but just 
with how new the offensive line is, all the new guys, all the moving pieces, it'd be good to have at least one stable figure. And uh, and then looking at Fowler, he's a guy that uh, you know I, I talked about in training camp that I thought he was going to have a monster breakout year. He was you know watching him at training camp, he just looked great, and he went on to have a very good year. However, I think this move, and maybe I'm off base here, but I think this move of bringing in Staley as the defensive coordinator, as a guy who's worked with outside linebackers and has gotten production out of obviously high talent guys in Von Miller and Cleo Mack and Bradley Chubb, but also worked with younger guys and been able to establish them. We saw Malik Reed, who was an undrafted free agent in Denver last year, have a very, very good year. That could be some writing on the wall to me saying we can mold some younger guys, bring on some lesser known free agents and save money instead of having to pay a high profile like Fowler because we have this coach that can really utilize this position in a different way. So right. maybe I'm assuming too much, but I, I think that's, in my opinion, they could actually save a lot of money, which would allow them to bring back Corey Littleton, who in my opinion is the most important um, free agency re-signing um, for this defense. As I think I agree with you, he would take back over that leadership role. Um, he just fits so well in this 3-4 scheme. And, uh, you know, he's kind of the heartbeat of the defense, a guy that I've just loved since he kind of came up from Washington. So, um, yeah, those out of those five, and I agree with you, Brockers, I think is, I don't think there's, he'll be coming back. So there are some quick thoughts from both me and Ryan on the free agent market. And we kind of finished there with a couple of people we didn't think were coming back. And we're both on agreements about Michael Brockers, which brings up, you know, a, a point to talk about, which we will talk about you know, over this offseason, but if we do let go of Brockers, we can't get Whitworth back, and we've got guys like Eric Weddle taking off, who will take over that leadership, that voice in the locker room that is so important to the success of a winning football team? Well, that's all we got for you guys today, Tuesday edition Lockdown Rams. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Look forward to talking more this week. We're going to have Jake Ellenbogen on. We're going to have the Rams brothers on, potentially. We're going to continue to bring on some guests, talk about the new coordinators. What is next? How do we fill these roles? Free agents, what do we do moving forward? How do we piece this team together to get back to the playoffs and make that a consistent thing? So I'm excited for the rest of the week and the content we have coming. So you guys should be as well. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You're right, you're right. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 